everyone. Welcome back to Figuring It Out, the podcast, the podcast where I talk about everything I know and everything I don't know. (laughs) I'm actually very excited for this week's episode because it is something I have a lot to share about. It is the art of breaking up and mastering a breakup. We all go through breakups. We all have our heart broken. We all may be a little bit of a heartbreaker. I was actually inspired to do this episode when a lot of my friends were coming to me for a lot of breakup advice and how they should go about their breakups because last year for, I guess I've gone through two breakups in my life, but last year for the first time I experienced my first heartbreak. Uh, (laughs) My friends and I always say that heartbreak is a rite of passage and it's just something we all have to go through. And it's so true, but I feel like I have really learned the art of mastering a breakup and coming out the other side of a heartbreak. So I wanted to share some of those tips because I remember when I was going through mine, I felt like I was never going to be able to move on. I felt like the world was falling apart around me. I felt like life moved around me and I was just stuck. And I feel like I have really, really mastered getting through a breakup, focusing on yourself. As I mentioned in other episodes, like in the art of being single, filling my own cup, making myself happy, recognizing my worth and all of that and beyond. And in this episode, I'm going to just share sort of like the process of what to do when you're going through a breakup, sort of what happens to your body and your brain and like what advice not to follow, what advice to follow. So I think we should just start right with the biggest thing, which I think is step one, feel all your feelings. When the breakup first happens, it feels like you got hit by a truck. Whether you ended the relationship or they ended it with you, a heartbreak's a heartbreak and it's sad to end things and have all these memories with this person, whether good or bad, and talking to them fairly regularly or every day, and then just moving on as if they're not in your life. So feel all of your feelings because breakups are grief. It is an actual grief event. What your body goes through is grief. And for those of you who are not familiar with the five stages of grief, they are denial, anger, depression, bargaining, and then eventually you get to acceptance. And these are not linear, right? Like I remember when I was going through mine, I could be so happy one minute and then 30 minutes later be freaking out and super angry out of nowhere. Or I just woke up super depressed one day or out of nowhere to be having a great day and just get super depressed all of a sudden. And then you're trying to think, okay, well, maybe if they did this, like we'll end up together down the line. That's definitely where the bargaining comes in. The denial is obviously denying that the breakup happened or denying that maybe certain things weren't as good as they seemed. That's the biggest thing I would say, first of all, feel all your feelings. You can't try and make sense of the lessons you've learned two weeks, a month, two months, three months after a breakup. You really just have to like let these feelings be. And these feelings are really uncomfortable, right? I remember I some days would just have to work in my bed and like roll over and like do all my expense reports from my bed. And just maybe sometimes I was crying while I was doing them. And it's so uncomfortable 
but you really just have to give yourself grace in this moment because what you're going through is essentially a human loss. And I think that part of the reason they always say exes come back is because people don't allow themselves to feel their grief. And from what I see, typically the in a heterosexual relationship, the man always comes back. And I think that's because generally speaking, men do not process emotions as healthily as women do. And because they do not allow themselves to feel their grief and they very often distract themselves, they sort of always come back around. And there's no explanation a lot of the times as to why you're feeling what you're feeling. A lot of the emotions don't make sense. Like I mentioned, you'll wake up fuming one morning without an explanation, or you'll have a great day and just start crying out of nowhere, or you'll go on a date with someone and it actually go pretty good. And then you just start crying. That is first thing, feel your feelings. Don't deny yourself your feelings as uncomfortable as they may be. Now with that also, I do believe in healthy distraction. Now, not in the same way of like you're distracting yourself and filling your schedule so much that you don't have time to focus on how you're feeling, but okay, you know what? I'm having a really hard day today. I've been in my bed. I've been really upset or I was angry retelling the whole story to my friends. I'm going to channel this energy and go to the gym for two hours and get a really good workout. And having that healthy distraction will not only help you get your mind off things, but start to allow you to redirect that energy into positive things for yourself that are ultimately going to end up making you feel better in the long run. I also want to add saying yes to everything. Like my friend Christian, well, he's the type of person who'll ask me 11 p.m. on a Wednesday, hey, do you want to go out in a half hour? This place is having this party. And I would force myself, you know what? Yes. I have to be at the office tomorrow, but yes, I'll go. I need to do something. Saying yes to things and that that makes a big difference. Obviously, like, don't say yes to destructive behaviors. Don't do, I mean, this is also contradictory because I just said drinking and partying is not a way to uh, to fill the void of a breakup. <laughs> but don't say yes to anything that's like going to destruct you, you know? So saying yes to things. You know, my friend asked me to go on bike rides. I, I'm not a good bike rider. Like it's actually sad. I'm a 25 year old man and I can, I suck at riding a bike and I, yes. Okay, fine. I'll go bike riding with you. Hey, we're going to go to see this movie. I have no interest in this movie, but yes, I, I just need to get out of the house. Go say yes. Do things for yourself just to allow yourself to step away from your grief and your hurt and your pain for 30 minutes to an hour, you know? And I know sometimes the pain is so hard. We're like, I literally have no energy to go. I don't want to go. Okay, well, you know what? Can you go for a half hour? Can you go for 20 minutes just to say hi, fake a smile and leave, and then you can go home and cry? Going for 20 minutes will do you so good, I promise, in the long run. Even for me, building relationships with people maybe who you didn't have a chance to talk to. So when I'm at work and I have a 20 minute break, instead of going on social media and looking at their Instagram, okay, you know what? My coworker I know is really excited because she has an engagement party coming up. And you know what? I don't know this coworker that well. Let me go chat to her and let me let me get to know her better. Oh, actually there's a new guy in the office this week. Let me let me go get his name. Why not? 
And then also, if you need to go and cry in the bathroom stall, which been there, you can't judge yourself when you're going through this, crying in a bathroom stall, crying on your front porch after smoking five cigarettes, (laughs) crying on the way back from a club, like allow yourself to have these moments. But then when you can sort of pull it together and fake it, just be like, okay, you know what? Let me do something positive. Additionally, a huge piece of advice I have is to go completely no contact. So this means do not call them, do not text them, do not. And again, this is always this is not always possible at my age. Typically, in a breakup, there's not really a house to split or an apartment to split. There's no pets that you guys have to co-parent or children you have to co-parent. But going no contact is so important because something I actually learned when I was going through my breakup is that the same chemicals that are being released into your brain are the same chemicals that go through an addict's brain when they're experiencing symptoms of withdrawal. Love is quite literally a drug. This is why there's actually physical symptoms associated with breakup. You can literally feel you're heartbroken or you can feel physical soreness in your body because it's the same experience as seeing drug withdrawal. And I actually listened to a really amazing podcast called Heal Your Heartbreak. And the host of it is a former alcoholic. And she said that when she was going through one of the hardest breakups of her life, she approached all of it as if she was going through the same recovery from her alcohol addiction. So going no contact as painful as it is, alleviates that. And it's like you are allowing yourself to step away from your dopamine hit, essentially. And I'm also a big believer in maybe you don't need to block your ex right away on social media, but I do believe in muting and setting certain social media boundaries because every time I would be tempted to go look or just think, oh, I'm just a little bit curious, I would stop myself and I'd go, nope. He's my drug. He's my dopamine hit. I'm not going to do it. This is my brain craving the dopamine hit. I mean, literally breaking it out scientifically like that, saying this is my brain wanting a dopamine hit. Do not go and look. I think really allowed me to heal and expedite my healing. And because of this, I think this is actually why couples who break up and get back together after a week often don't last because they're just the ones who are uncomfortable feeling their emotions, looking for that dopamine hit again. I remember for me, going to bed was the hardest part. Like I could physically feel this person's body with me when I went to bed. But that's why I do think it's, you know, in the long run, maybe possible to end up with someone who you broke up with. But in order for it to work out and actually have longevity, I think you need to go through all of this hurt and pain and grief and doing no contact and experiencing life without them to get to that point. Now, so I kind of quickly went over, you know, feeling all your feelings, the grief, acknowledging love as a drug, going no contact. No contact, I think, is the biggest thing. I want to start off by saying, like, when I was going through my breakup, I literally thought I was never going to find anyone like this person. I thought I was never going to feel that again. I know it's so hard and it just seems like life moves on around you and you feel stuck and it feels like no one understands what you're going through. But I promise you, and we'll get into these next parts now, you will come out the other side. So kind of going along with the healthy distractions, you really have to invest in yourself and love yourself fully and so unconditionally and be so focused and dedicated to your growth and making yourself happy. 
with the big and the little things. So if I wanted a coffee and if I wanted a sweet treat with my coffee, I allowed myself to have that sweet treat and just think this is the highlight of my day. There's a, uh, a Colombian coffee place by me that I love and they do the best cold brew and they also do arepas con queso. And I would always get that every morning and just think, this is a great start <laughs> to my morning, my black coffee and my arepa con queso. And now is actually the time to start trying new things. We're always saying that we want to take that trip or we always want to pick up that new skill or learn that language or take a class or learn to sew, whatever it may be. Now's the time to do that thing. Invest in yourself, learn what you love, learn things about yourself, push yourself so far beyond what you are capable of. Now are the times to do those things because once you start to focus on yourself, invest in yourself, you become so caught up in that it is actually possible to forget about the person. And I think a huge underrated tool whenever you're going through a breakup or experiencing intense grief, because again, breakups are grief. You are quite literally mourning a person as if they're dead. Journaling is a huge, huge tool. I think I would journal maybe like three times a day when I was going through mine. And it's so funny because I've recently gone back and looked at my journal and pretty much every day this time last year was about this person. And now I'm like, oh my God, I have come so far. I am no longer that person. I am no longer the person I was before that situation. I've come so far in that. And it's a really amazing feeling to feel like, oh wow, I've come so far in a year. I was at arguably one of my lowest points And look where I am now. I'm still thriving. And I want to say investing in yourself is not simply just a distraction. It's also confronting things within yourself. So for example, a huge part for me was confronting my people-pleasing tendencies and journaling about them and talking with my therapist about them and understanding what they're rooted in and what happens to me when I don't people-please and how my people-pleasing tendencies have manifested into my romantic relationships and how it has affected them and working through that to become a stronger, better version of me. Investing in yourself is also not just drinking and partying every weekend. That is a terrible, terrible, terrible way of coping. Also, I would like to add that another terrible way of coping, and I've heard this breakup phrase recycled a lot, and it's a terrible, it's terrible, is um, the best way to get over someone is to get under someone else. That is the worst breakup advice I have ever heard in my life. Because let me tell you what's going to happen, because I've been there. I have been there. It's not going to be as good, number one. It's going to be an empty hookup. There's going to be no feelings. There's going to be no attachment. And you're just going to leave and feel like absolute shit about yourself. And you're going to be like, that was so not good. I'm only meant to be with the person I was dating before. And it is going to set you back so far that anyone who tells you that, no, that's... (laughs) It's so wrong. I I mean, this is like, I tell this as a funny story now, but back then it was pretty detrimental. I had gone out with this guy and he invited me back to his place after my breakup. And it was maybe like the third or fourth guy after my breakup. And I, I kept being like, eh, do I want to? Do I not want to? And then at some point I was just like, ah, I'll go through with it. And so whatever, we do our thing. 
And it was just bad. It was like, it was so bad. I was not into it at all. And at the end, I go, uh, was, was that good for you? And he was like, oh, yeah. And I was like, okay, that was terrible for me. So, and then I'm pretty sure I went back to my friend's apartment and cried on his couch and he didn't really know what to do with me. <laughs> and it's a funny story now, but looking back, I'm like, yo, that was not a good idea. Whoever gave me that advice was incredibly wrong. Now, I will also say something that is so important is to notice the small wins. So someone had said to me when I was telling them about what I was going through, said, you know, someday you will wake up and he won't be the first thing you think about. And that is a big day. And I thought, oh, that does not seem possible. Like at that moment, truthfully, I was like, that does not seem possible. And I remember the first day I woke up and he was the second thing I thought about. And it felt like I won the lottery. And (laughs) I remember the first time I have this really loud, obnoxious belly laugh and I always hiccup at the end of it. I remember the first time I had an actual genuine belly laugh after my breakup. And it truthfully, this is going to sound so sad, but I was at a point at one point where I didn't think like I was going to laugh again, which sounds so sad. But when I was going through it, you could not convince me I was ever going to laugh again. And so I remember the first time I had this really crazy, intense belly laugh. And I was with my friends. I went, oh my gosh, guys, that's the first time I've laughed like that in so long. And we all kind of paused and I went, oh, that was kind of sad. And then we laughed again. I was like, oh my gosh, that was the second one. So taking in those little wins is going to feel so good because you're going to, whether you realize it or not, you are getting better. Because I remember I would feel like I'm not getting better. What's going on with me? But it's it's a process. Like little by little, you start to get better. I think for me, like every two months, I would look back and be like, oh, wow, I've come a long way from crying on the couch. Now I can, you know, I don't cry as often. And another two months, oh, wow, I haven't really cried about it in a long time. Do I get sad about it? Yeah, like every now and then I like go on a walk and I get sad about it and I think about him a lot. And then another two months, okay, yeah, I still think about him a lot, but I recognize the good that happened and the bad. And I can actually recognize that maybe it wasn't that great of a situation. And there were flaws. Another two months, you know, I'm actually really not thinking about them as much as I used to. I, I, I still, they cross my mind, but still miss them, but don't really think about them as much. And then another two months. And I will say there's no rhyme or reason to this either, right? And then that's not to say you're not going to miss the person or have moments of sadness because you will. I mean, I'm over a year out at this point and holiday seasons are coming up and I'm thinking, you know, I do miss this person and it, I do have my sad moments from time to time. That's totally normal. And you really, as I said earlier, have to be gentle with yourself and let yourself feel these things because it's just all going to come in waves. And sometimes you just have to ride the weight of it and you could get a wave way after or way later. I don't want it to sound like I'm completely over it and never think about it. And that is not the case at all. And I don't think that's ever really the case for these types of situations. Some people are truthfully able to move on like it was nothing, which I think those are typically the relationships that are, you know, over well before they actually end. And there's no rhyme or reason, sort of like I was saying earlier. I had a friend who was in a relationship for six years, and she said to me, I was literally able to walk away with it like I was it was nothing. And then I would say maybe a year later, she was dating this guy, and they had been dating for six months, and she said, I walked away from a six-year relationship like it was nothing, 
if me and I won't say his name, but if me and this new guy broke up, I think I would be destroyed. And you can't really rationalize with it, which is something I definitely was guilty of. Oh, the relationship wasn't that long. Like I'm such a strong, independent person. Why do I feel that way? You can't ration with your emotions. You just kind of have to let them be. And when you look back, you I promise you will get to a point where you look back and you don't feel those intense emotions. You don't think about them the same way. You're able to see things for what they were. And I always say, people always say, well, what if I move on to a point that I don't ever want to be with them? I hate to break it to you, but I know people who have broken up and gotten back together after a year, two years, three years apart. And they always say, I hit that point where I really never thought we were going to end up together. And I think you have to hit that point because you have to be this healed, full, complete version of yourself. And I am telling you, I never thought I was going to be where I am now in my journey. And now I'm excited again to maybe find someone someday, which, and if I don't, I know I'll be okay, which you can hear about in the benefits of being single episode. But I also want to add part of the healing that I still think I have to go through is if and when I do find someone else opening myself back up to that experience and the possibility of getting hurt, which sounds so bad and so sad. But my cousin Erica once said something to me and she said it on the podcast, I believe, was you can't ever promise that a relationship is going to work out. But something she passed on to me was, even if it doesn't work out, all the happy moments along the way and all the great things you experienced and learned along the way make the sad parts worth it. And that sticks with me a lot. And I know when I find someone else, if and when, that something that is going to be really challenging for me is to let them in because I do think I have fostered this very hyper-independent lifestyle. As of late, I really like my nights by myself. I solo travel, which I love. And I obviously have friends that I love to spend time with. But a lot of my friends have pointed out to me, I do have a very hyper-independent life now where I have closed myself off maybe to certain romantic experiences. But I've learned that if and when I do find someone, I have to let them in and not push away because I'm afraid of getting hurt, which is still something which I haven't had the opportunity yet to experience, but I've started to notice it a little bit in other situations where maybe romance was beginning and I pushed away. That is something I think I still need to heal and work on for myself. And there's this Sisa quote, it's a lyric, and she says, I hate that you made me just like you. And I never really knew what that meant, but now I am learning what that means. <laughs> and if you go through all of this properly and you go through the healing, focusing on yourself, working on yourself, investing in yourself, filling your cup, all these things, you learn that you're better off. You learn what an amazing human you are. You learn what you're capable of. You almost get to a point. I mean, I'm at a point now where I really don't want anything, which is scary because that's when people say it always happens. <laughs> um, you get to a point now where you go, I'm not going to invest my time. I'm not going to invest my energy. I'm not going to invest myself into something unless it makes my life 
so significantly better that if and when you do find something, it's going to be so worth it because it's going to feel amazing. And I don't want to say effortless because I don't believe anything in life that is worth it is effortless, but it's going to feel so amazing. And I also want to point to some little tidbits that, you know, those cheesy social media quotes that help you get through. One thing I would constantly remind myself is if you can fall that hard for the person you are not supposed to be with, imagine how hard you will fall for the person that you are supposed to be with. And that person who you love so deeply will become part of your trajectory, but not part of your destiny. That is something for me, even though it's simple, it really helps me get through. And I'm really proud of how I handled my last situation. Even Tony, who came on, said, you should be so proud of yourself that you focused on you and you did not drunk call. You did not spend time on this person. You did not send them love letters or anything. You really focused on you. And yes, you were crying on the couch a lot at one point. (laughs) But I look back at that person and I'm like, oh, who was that weak bitch? (laughs) He wasn't weak. He was just hurting. But it's, it's so funny because it, I just, so you, you'll, I promise. And I want to like give anyone who's going through a breakup, a hug, you'll get to a point where you look back at that person and you're like, oh gosh, pull it together. What were you going through? You know? And I promise you will get through this. If you ever want to rant or tell me about your breakup, I'd be ears open. I'd love to give you some tips and tricks on how to get through. And that's really all I have for you this week. We got another short one. Thank you so much for tuning in to anyone going through a breakup. I am sending you lots and lots and lots of love and mucho, mucho, mucho amor. This is, breakups are really hard and heartbreak is tough, but I promise you will get through it. Anyway, that's all I have for you this week. Thank you so much for tuning in. Until next time, ciao, ciao, bye.